0: Welcome to Con Expo Con Ag Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers with your host, Peggy Smedley. This is Con Expo ConAg Radio brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. I'm your host, Peggy Smedley, and we have a great show in store for you today. And we're going to be talking all about the Connected Job site. But first, we want to remind you to subscribe to our 365 e-newsletter. This can help you stay up to date on the technologies and trends impacting construction. And as you know, we've been writing all about safety, drones, apps, and so much more. And you can do that by visiting dot slash subscribe. So on today's show, we're going to be talking all about and looking at the connected job site, and more specifically, the role the connected job site is having on a more productive and profitable construction company's bottom line. Now, what I mean about that is the connected job site has been touted for several years as a way to improve both productivity and safety in construction. Now, we're talking about from drones to telematics to safety platforms and everything in between. And we're seeing a number of technology companies coming to market with new products that are impacting the space in a very dramatic way. But there are still a number of challenges holding back widespread adoption of what many are still referring to as the Internet of Things or IoT. But in reality, what we're talking about is the digital transformation through the uses of augmented reality, virtual reality, artificial intelligence, machine learning, and even sensors. So chiefly, the industry needs technology providers to come together to create a connected ecosystem. So this means creating an environment where information can be exchanged, systems can be easily accessed, and information is available actually with just a click of a button. So today, Disparate solutions make it difficult to collect data efficiently, so this hinders making real-time decisions from the office to the job site and throughout the entire supply chain. In addition, the construction industry desperately needs workers to embrace all of this emerging technology, so this comes through both education and, I think, even training. So today, we're going to be talking all about these key challenges and, I think, all of the opportunities that lie ahead for our industry that we are working in every day. So we're going to address why it has taken so long to accept the new technologies at the job site. And then we're going to identify where the internet of things and digital transformation is headed in construction and how your construction firm can benefit from all of this emerging technology. And as always, we have lined up a really terrific guest who can help us kind of ponder all of these questions that we've just kind of raised here. So please welcome Chad Hollingsworth, the CEO and co-founder of Triax Technologies. Chad, welcome to the show.
1: Hey Peggy, uh, thank you for having me. Really happy to be here.
0: So, Chad, as you heard from the opening, I've kind of really laid out a very complicated but really interesting idea of what's happening in the marketplace. So I'd love for you to take a few minutes to tell me a little bit about you and your company, because you've done an interesting role right now in really laying out and and creating Triax Technologies at a very important time in the industry's development and where we are today and what you're doing.
1: Yeah, well, well, thank you. And um, you did a a fantastic job of uh, outlining all the the challenges and the potential of, of a connected job site. And very much aligned with with how we view the market today. You. Um, you know, Triax has has been uh, building products for the construction vertical for three years, um, focused specifically on uh, building a connected job site. Um, and what we really focus a lot of our engineering resources and uh, efforts on is providing a solution that could function well uh, on a job site. And when I when I say that, I mean an IT solution. In a job site is probably one of the more challenging things you can do. A construction site changes every day. You have materials that are tough to penetrate from a radio frequency standpoint. You have a transient workforce. Um, you know, every building is different. Uh, so when you when you look at trying to have a network technology that would power a connected job site, it, it's actually very uh, challenging to do. So we we identified a lot of those challenges early on, and we set out to build our spotter solution. Um, we had those challenges in mind and overcame them with a lot of the uh, core technology we built in-house. So we really focus ourselves as being the part of this emerging ecosystem that can provide connectivity on the job for our IoT devices, Uh, and and that's what we focus on every day um, is is enabling that connectivity, uh, collecting data that you haven't been able to collect before, and then partnering with other stakeholders in the industry to find the best uses and value for, for the data and for our clients.
0: You know, it's interesting you talked about the transient workforce a little bit and how you power it, because would you say that that's kind of one of the most pressing issues? Because that workforce is constantly, like you said, on the move and really knowing if they're in harm's way really draws a lot of attention to that safety aspect. And we're always most concerned about safety.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and first and foremost, you know, every every product that we build at Triax has a, uh, a- safety component to it. Um, we firmly believe that, uh, any, any IOT solution, uh, for construction should have safety value to it. Uh, it. it is a very difficult environment to work in, very dangerous environment, and there hasn't really been a big advancement in technology used to, to keep workers safe. And, and to your point of, you know, how workers bounce around from job to job and there's a labor shortage that everyone's talking about, um, you're, you're now faced with a situation where you're getting people who May not be familiar with the environment, may not have the proper training, maybe just kind of green and not know their, their way around the jobs yet. So, if you can use technology to help uh, alert workers specific incidents or have them call for help easier, uh, or know kind of where workers are spending their time, um, you can start to to parse out a lot of information that can help uh, create a safer job. Um, so, you know, safety is is first and foremost with with everything we do at Triax.
0: Is that one of the most pressing issues, or is that just one of many issues that we're faced with on the job site today?
1: Uh, I mean, I would say it's it's one of the most pressing, but, you know, the, the other big elephant in the room is, you know, the, the cost to, to do these these jobs and the cost of labor, uh, which tends to be, you know, in some cases 40 to 50% of your build cost. If you're not properly monitoring that, that resource on site and who's there doing what, There's a good chance you're leaving something on the table, Um, and as a result, you've seen compressed profit margins with all the general contractors, and they operate in an environment where there's not a lot of margin for error. So if you can use data not only to make the job safer, because there's a real value to that uh, in getting the job done on time, but also having a place where workers want to come and work every day, uh, but also using that same information to see where maybe we could be a little more efficient or or better allocate or plan going forward, that that could be tremendously valuable as well.
0: So when we talk about that and we're leaving things on the table, that cost side, I mean, we can't afford to have a less than efficient job site because right now when we talk about that, those margins that you described are so thin, razor thin sometimes um, when we're talking job Mm -hmm. sites. You know, we can really talk about a profitable company or not, right? I mean, that's why some companies don't succeed to that next job, right?
1: Yep. No. And, you know, it's, it is a, uh, in some, some cases, it's like walking a tightrope and it, but it, it shouldn't be, you know, and, and I think that there's a lot of data that just hasn't been officially collected on site that you can use to, to operate these jobs more efficiently. Um, and then, you know, the, the other part of it too is, you know, the, the cost of insurance is, is is quite high in construction, you know, based on the nature of the, the environment. But we're seeing that there's a lot of interest around IoT in the space from the insurance carriers uh, to, to try to see how they could use the data flowing off job sites, whether it's through systems like ours or other companies, to try to find a way to maybe price risk more efficiently. And I think there could be some real value and some real savings. Um, as that plays out as well for the contracting community.
0: So why in generally, it just makes sense to adopt technology to address a lot of these challenges, right? And, and are we really, is it true? I mean, let's just, let's talk about that
1: elephant in the room.
0: Is technology really going to address the things you just described? Is it really going to work?
1: Yeah. I mean, we're, we're seeing it today on our end. Uh, we've seen, uh, you know, we really started marketing our our solution about uh, 17 months ago, um, and we've seen a tremendous uptick uh, this year specifically in a number of clients and, and clients doing multiple sites. It interest from the carriers. It, we're we're seeing it uh, in real time, um, and it is gaining momentum. I would say, you know, part of the reason it's been slower uh, than than some people think is you know, that the industry has built buildings largely the same way for hundreds of years. Um, so they actually it. it For a lot of these jobs that are ongoing, putting a solution in midstream uh, is challenging based on how the contracts flow. But also, you know, they they can also you'll hear sometimes people who are on the innovative part of the curve, which is, well, I'll I'll wait a year or two see how everyone else plays out because I don't want to be the first. Um, So we're we're kind of in the part of the growth curve where we have the kind of early adopters that are now buying in and starting to talk about the value they're seeing in technology like ours, um, and I think that's only going to accelerate and snowball. Um, So we're really just at the beginning of this transformation.
0: So do you really think right now that it's it's really that we've been kind of doing things the same way so long that people are just used to that and they haven't? Or we still, the costs still need to come down before they can really make this full-fledged adoption across the entire company, across all these job sites, multiple job sites? Or is it a combination of both?
1: I think it's a combination of both. I mean, I, I do think there's more that companies like us can do, and, and one of our big initiatives is having more ROI uh, value props around the different use cases of the technology. And, and I think as those become more flushed out and more universal, uh, then you'll see it's much easier for someone to say, hey, well, if I put this system on, I should expect X in savings. Um, and, and I think that's the next phase of, of where this technology is going you know and and there's potential savings uh, on the safety side on the insurance side and then on the the efficiency side of how you're managing your resources on site so i think there's going to be a number of different uh ROI use cases that really help accelerate it and i expect that to to really come to fruition in the next 12 to 18
0: months let's talk about that do you have some early use cases that you can Reference right now that you say mm-hmm. we've seen some of these that are making other contractors take notice.
1: Yeah, so we we actually have a few case studies that we've done that we've published this year, uh, which are on our website uh, under our resource library. Um, but you know, one of them we did with the uh, Gilbane, which was using our, our SOS or our panic button feature on our sensor, locating workers who may have been in a distress situation without uh, with the technology and without it, and we reduce the uh, response time by 91%. So that's potentially, you know, saving a life um, or, or getting or stopping an injury before it gets worse. You know, one of the other things that we've seen on the safety side as well is uh, using our evacuation protocol on site where uh, you can press a button on your on your app and the sensors beep and we have peel and stick fire alarms that make a lot of noise and flash. And we've been getting guys off site 72% less time. So, real value uh, from a safety side for the people who are working in that environment um, and and the third one that we've published this year is more around cost savings of getting guys on site with technology and then without it um, and we've been seeing you know the traditional method on some of these sites that we're on where guys have to sign in coming through a, a security gate uh, with a pencil and paper um, you know reducing the amount of time the wait time uh, there's real savings to Having guys get on, start working, and, and get off. So those are just a few to scratch the surface, and and some of the things I think you'll see more along as is, is, uh, as time progresses is more around where workers are spending their time. Where could you better allocate things on site to reduce uh, travel time, to material caches, things like that, as well as some some potential savings down the road uh, through through insurance. So um, just just getting into that that ROI world, and it's very exciting.
0: So we're looking at right now the safety, the response time that you talked about, 91%, evacuation, 72%, now cost savings and all this, insurance. So is the data that's behind all of this that you're talking about that's being collected today, how is it actually, you see the instance in that. I mean, that makes the response time. You actually see value in that. That's that's visual right away. But the data that's being collected, how is it adding value? I mean, to... The companies that they can say I can incorporate this into my entire ecosystem. How do they see that value in the long term scheme of things that they're doing?
1: Yeah, so I mean, every client's still. I'd say so we have clients looking at the data for different use cases. We have some that really want to know how long their subs are actually on site. Um, we have some subs who use it because they're you know they're paying their guys hourly and they want to confirm the same as well. Um, so something as simple as that. Um, and then we have people a little more sophisticated trying to see, you know, when I have a density higher density of workers in the area, do I see my productivity go down? Do I see potential injuries go up? More kind of longer term uh, studies going around there. And then on the risk management side, um, documenting, you know, injuries potentially quicker, uh, giving build- workers the ability to alert to things earlier. Um, being able to go back and look at historical information on um, who was on site when an incident may have occurred. Um, so there's there's really just different buckets that that people are looking at, and because it's it's very early uh, for technology like ours, I think you're that's why you're seeing different different companies take a different a little different approach uh, to how that data could benefit their operations.
0: So, but when we look at overall a connected job site and we want to get technology providers working together to create this connected ecosystem, what do you think we need to make that happen? Because I think that's going to propel the idea of using technology greater to save lives, to get more information. Would you agree?
1: No, I I do agree. And I think you hit the nail on the head, which is not one person is going to be able to do all this? Not one company. Um, it's going to take a number of companies that uh, that do certain things very well, working together. Um, an example of that is, you know, taking uh, an IoT uh, data collection network solution like ours, um, but then putting that data into project management software. So um, companies like Procore, Oracle, where you could take this data and then. Really streamline the the user workflows of not having to double enter um, or not have to view data in different dashboards. Um, I think that's that's really critical. Um, And you know, on the the hardware side, partnering up with other companies that have different solutions or different sensors that are trying to find a gateway to get that data up efficiently um, is important as well. So we take the approach that we want to be an open platform um, on the hardware side and on the software side with the right partners that can streamline that data flow through the value chain.
0: So when you look at all of this right now, because if we're talking like Ericsson saying, we think that we're going to have 29 billion connected devices by 2022. And we think like 70% of wide area IOT devices will be cellular by 2022. We're talking a lot of stuff. And if even some of those we're talking about are at the job site, we're talking about a lot of things. So we have to have partners Who understand this from our sensors to what we're doing in the office to the job site. And then, you know, we're doing in our, in our, in our office buildings, right? And all of the built environment is a lot of different things. Our telematics, right? I mean, all of that data, but then knowing what's the right data, right? I mean, isn't that what you're saying about? So, you know, when something's pinging, you know, it's, it's a safety information versus, you know, a lights out, right? I mean, so how will all of these construction companies Understand they're looking at the right information when you're working with the right stakeholders to come together to understand all of this information.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, but what, the way we, we approach that is, you know, we have customizable uh, reports, um, where depending if, on your role within the organization, you see data that's of value to you for that specific job or job. So being able to easily create uh, a digestible report is really important uh, to get the engagement and to get, you know, someone who really is focused on safety, getting all his, their information. Someone who's really focused on, on risk management, the, their information as well. So um, th- that's, that's how we've approached it. And, and then the, the other part is if, if there's a, a client of ours that has a, a, you know a software platform they really like for you know let's say for risk management and they see value in an integration between our data and the data that that they're overlaying it in this other platform we'll work with them to do that because at the end of the day we know that the, the decision makers at these companies need to see a, a streamlined user experience uh, and value in the data that's flowing from the job site for this to really get adopted
0: And that's what we're talking about because we're now at a time and place in, in construction that we can't sit on the sidelines anymore. I mean, you really have to be looking at all of this and advancing because even the term IOT is moving forward. I mean, now we're talking about artificial intelligence, virtual reality. I mean, we're moving even faster beyond just what the words or acronym of IOT, correct?
1: Yes. And, you know, and, and there are a lot of, um, you know, grand plans with, what you could do with AI and machine learning, but you know you really have to start collecting data and automating data flow to get there. Um, you're, you're, you 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 got to crawl before you walk and then run. And and I do think all of those technologies will add tremendous value to the construction industry over time. But right now, where we are, which is largely guys are still using post-it notes and collecting data with clipboards on site, and and we need to at least streamline and automate that process um, before you get to. The AI that's telling you exactly how to build more efficiently, and it it's, we got to you know, take a couple couple more steps before we're at some of those those longer term visions.
0: And that's the idea, right? Because it's a journey. All of this technology is—you're never done. And I think that's mm-hmm. where a lot of companies don't understand technology is always a journey. You're never just going to say, mm-hmm. "Oh, I did it." Right? You got to keep constantly yeah. staying up to date with it, moving on because it's moving very quickly and it's evolving very quickly. Correct.
1: Yeah, and you know, I will say that it's, it's an exciting time for the industry, one, but what, what, what I think we've seen in the companies that are being, I would say the most progressive and taking uh, the best approaches to technology is they find their internal champion or, or champions that have specific interest in technology, get excited about it, and can really help them decipher what's best for their business. I think that's really important for, for any uh, large construction engineering company today. Is There's a lot of interest uh, from technology vendors in the construction space. There's a lot of uh, investment capital flowing into it. They're going to continue to be inundated with uh, new technologies, new platforms. Um, so you really want to set up a process that can efficiently evaluate and determine what your strategic goals are for this technology that's coming, because otherwise you're just going to you're going to be, you know, inundated left, right, up, down, and it'll be really confusing. So um I, that's the one thing I always tell people is, you know, find find your people internally who can really help you navigate this because it's going to be ongoing, to your point, for, for many years.
0: And when you look at this right now, are there things that have happened now that are really the best advice that you just described that you say, okay, I really like this path that some of the companies have taken. Have you seen a few journeys, I should say, that construction companies have taken that you say, look, they're doing it really wise. You know, this is a company you should model yourself at. There are a couple of companies out there that you say, look, they really have evaluated the market. But I know each company is different. But if you said, look, they really look, they're constantly staying on top of trends. Uh, is there anyone or a company out yeah. there that you say that they're doing it pretty well right now?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say one that that we've we've personally have had a really good experience with is uh, Gilbane. Um, they have a very centralized approach um, with and an a, a very specific vision with how they see uh, their technology platform evolving, and and they've been very very smart about how they approach technologies, evaluate them, test them, um, and then you know integrate them into their their larger ecosystem. Um, and, and a, lot of, a lot of that's driven from their, their CIO, uh, Jason Pelkey, who um, has, has thought through, you know, a lot of the, the pros and cons of different technologies and, and how it makes sense for, for their business. Um, so th- they've done a phenomenal job, in our opinion, um, uh, in terms of uh, evaluating sensor technology like ours. And, and that's not to say that there's other companies out there that that aren't looking at our solutions or others that are doing a great job as well. But they're one that I think is, is 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 it warrants some more attention.
0: Well, Chad Hollingsworth, CEO and co-founder of Trix Technologies, thank you so much for your time today. I think it's interesting to hear what you've described today. It's really great to spend some time with you. Thank you.
1: Oh, th- thank you very much. Appreciate it.
0: All right. Well, hopefully everyone, our conversation today has helped you create a really a good picture of what the connected job site can look like with the help of all this emerging technology. And as you could see, The technology community is really working, I think, to address some of these hurdles. And now the next step is to embrace the technologies and start implementing them. And it's all very important to remember that technology, as we just said, is a journey, not a destination. And I think the fact that gets lost in many of the conversations, but it's essential since there are many bumps along the way in implementing these solutions. Well, that's all the time we have today. So join us next time. But before we go, I want to remind you to stay up to date on the technologies and trends impacting the construction industry by subscribing to our 365 e-newsletter. And you can do that by visiting conexpoconag.com slash subscribe. So I'm your host, Peggy Smudley. Thank you for tuning in to con Expo Con Ag Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers.